Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Hey there. I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. Welcome to Talk About Talk. Talk About Talk is the communication skills focused podcast for lifelong learners and for folks who are seeking to get noticed and advance their careers. Does that sound like you? Well, you're in the right place. Sure, some people make communication skills look easy, but it's not easy. It takes practice and it takes know-how. Talk About Talk gives you the know-how on things like storytelling, leading productive online meetings, and communicating with confidence. Today, we're talking about online networking. Of course, networking is important in advancing our careers. We've all heard that, right? In 1973, a sociologist named Mark Granovetter published a seminal article called The Strength of Weak Ties. And since then, job seekers have been networking like crazy, hoping that the friend of a friend will connect them to that elusive job. But networking helps with more than just job searching. Networking can also help you keep informed about what's going on inside and outside of your company and your industry. It can also help you connect with prospective clients and customers, and you can find mentors and establish other meaningful professional and even personal relationships. Speaking of relationships, I'm so excited to introduce you to our networking expert, my friend, executive recruiter Sharon Majin. I met Sharon over 10 years ago in a professional context and we developed a friendship. Last year, I interviewed Sharon for an episode about networking, and that episode is currently ranked number one of all of the Talk About Talk podcast episodes in terms of downloads. So given what's going on in the world, Sharon and I thought we should continue that conversation with this episode focusing on online networking. Since COVID hit in early 2020, our work worlds have changed with physical distancing, working from home, and the prevalence of virtual meetings. So, how are we supposed to actively maintain and grow our networks in this new normal? People ask me this question all the time. I've got a few ideas and Sharon has many, many more. I'm going to formally introduce Sharon again to you now and then we'll get right into the interview. As usual, I'll briefly summarize everything after the interview. People tell me they love these summaries, so I'm going to keep doing them. And a reminder, as always, you do not need to take notes. Just keep doing whatever you're doing while you're listening, be it walking, driving, cleaning, cooking, whatever. Then later, you can go to the talkabouttalk.com website to access the show notes. Click on podcasts, then show notes, and they're all there. A summary, the transcript, and links to all the references and recommendations. All right, let's do this. Sharon Majin earned her commerce degree from Queens, and she's a CPA and a CA. She worked in auditing and as a controller before switching to executive search in 1996 when she started at Corn Ferry International. Sharon's now an independent executive recruiter, having successfully completed engagements in all functional areas: sales, marketing, operations, HR, general management, and financial. Sharon's also served on several boards, and she's now working with the Ernst and Young Entrepreneur of the Year Awards program. To keep her out of trouble in her spare time, Sharon's an active skier, and she's completed several half marathons. She's also a hiker, and as you'll hear in a minute, she'd prefer a walk and talk over a Zoom meeting. Anytime. She has lots of energy and it's infectious. Thank you so much Sharon for joining us to talk about online networking. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. 
So hello COVID and goodbye to live networking. There's no more conference meetings. There's no more networking events. How are we supposed to maintain, never mind grow our network? Well, you continue on and push forward. And I mean, when we think about how do we network in this virtual environment, my sense is that we just continue and push on. We have more time now. Like, think about it. People are at home. So this is an absolutely wonderful opportunity to reach out to people, whether it be your warm network or people that you've lost connections with, to really go and say, can I grab 15 minutes and catch up? Because people have time. It's a chance now for us to really reach out and reconnect with people that we may have lost touch with because we were too busy because they've got time. And I've been doing a lot of that. And people have been reaching out to me. And the answer is usually yes. Start with 15 minutes with the ones that are maybe more distant in terms of you reconnecting, but grab a coffee, say hello. And I would just uh, share with you a few tips in terms of that. And so one of the things that I would say is drop the usual greetings. You know, you say, how are things, right? But in today's world with, you know, people losing their jobs, being more stressed out, I think it's more about reaching out and saying, how are you? How are you doing? How are you finding it during this COVID-19 sort of situation? You know what I've heard? You know what I've heard people say is, how are you really doing? Yes. Yes. It's really about being more genuine and showing more empathy. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that that would be one thing that I would suggest. The other thing is you're going from face to face to face to face. In other words, when we were doing networking, it was over coffee and we now do video chat, right? And so it's easier to establish a connection and to be authentic. You know, give yourself a few extra minutes to prepare. You want to make sure that your technology is working, that you're comfortable with it, that you're eye to eye and just really checking in in terms of what you just said earlier, being more authentic and really saying, how are you finding it? It's really that genuine, empathetic, I care, especially when it's done through video. Okay. Yeah, so I have, I have two thoughts about that. So one is while we're not, as you said, face to face, like physically face to face, there's a screen between us and there's all this technology between us. Right. It can be at least as personal, right? If you just make totally. that extra effort. And the other thing I'm kind of hearing implicitly is that the whole COVID situation is almost like a catalyst or an excuse for you getting a little more personal with people in your network. Correct. It is. It's because we're all in this together. And so you got to just call it out. And you're exactly right. I mean, one of the stories that I would share with you is, I don't know if you've heard of Matt and Savannah, but they're a father and daughter team. They just decided to record a song like a prayer. And it came out in March. She was 15 years old and had no social media account. She was in a choir and they decided, let's just try to record a song for fun. And they have garnered over 7 million hits. And uh, they just came out with a song called Hallelujah, which I just love. I took it as an opportunity to say, well, with the U.S. election being over with a vaccine around the corner, I took that YouTube and sent it out to my network. I cannot tell you how many positive responses I got from everybody going, wow, Sharon, that just hit a moment. And it's just a great way to reconnect with everybody. And that was more on a personal note, but I mean, it's all personal and business. So that was networking though, if you think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's here's something that's newsworthy. I love that. And spreading good news. Exactly. (laughs) Because I did it in terms of the nice weather, the vaccine, and also the U.S. election, right? So that 
that's networking. Like, I mean, it's not just about a job. It's about just sharing anything that's good news that I'm thinking of you, right? And so it's not about I'm looking for a job or I need you for something. And again, from my earlier podcast on networking, it's always about giving and not receiving, right? You're just sharing it for the pure joy of, in this case, positive news and beautiful song, which I'll send to you right after this, by the way. Yeah. And, and so I was going to um, say a couple things. I'm going to include a link to that uh, video that yes. you're talking about for sure in the show notes so people can see it. And also in reference to the previous yeah. podcast that we did, number 45 on networking. Whenever I think about that podcast, I think about your one key message, as you said, it's giving and reciprocality. So you don't start with an ask, you start with an offer, you provide something. And you know, I hadn't consciously really understood or internalized why when some people reach out to network with me, it's so off-putting and with others, it's not. And I realized it's because of that. Right. With true networking, it's really not about you. It's really about building relationships with like-minded people and the benefits will come later, but it really is not about you. And so thank you for again, repeating that. And I, uh, when people say, Sharon, I hate networking. I go, well, why? They said, well, I feel like I'm begging. I said, excuse me. It's not about you. It really is about how can I help you? And it really, truly, and genuinely expecting nothing in return. Right. It's not going to be a one-way street, but at the beginning, it's really about building relationships with like-minded people. And I often say, you don't even do an ask until at least after a year. Like You don't even ask for anything until you've built that relationship. So I just have to interject and say, meanwhile, I'm getting LinkedIn requests every day from people where the ask is actually in the LinkedIn request. Really? Yeah. Isn't every that day. interesting? Every day. And, and what sort of ask are they asking? So, hey, Andrea, I checked out your profile. Do you have five minutes where I can tell you all about how my company could help you? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I've had those sorts of emails, but for some reason, they've all ended up in junk. Okay. Well, we're going to get into LinkedIn in a minute. Yes. But, okay. Um, fair enough. Yes. And then the other thing is, in terms of networking, just be more patient. If you haven't heard back from a company, don't nag them. You know, allow, like I always say, three three requests. You know, wait a few days, do the thank you note or whatever, then follow up again another week. And then also follow up with a phone call if you can. Because I have found situations where people have reached out or responded to me. And for some reason, it ended up in my spam or junk email. My recommendation there is you go to via email, like you're within a week of each other. And the third follow up should be voice. I think that's great. And and you know what? A lot of people are looking for that kind of prescriptive advice. So two yeah. emails yeah. and then a week later, a call. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. And you kind, yeah. of, you kind of feel more confident. This is, yeah. this is according to Sharon. She's an expert. She knows. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Three, so it's three attempts. And then that last one, it might be, listen, I'm just calling to follow up. I've sent two follow-up emails, you know, and you mentioned that there could be an opportunity. I'm certainly not here to nag you, but just want to get, you know, close it off one way or the other. You know, I'm hoping there's an opportunity, but if there isn't, just appreciate just letting me know or just to close it off. And that's yeah, fair, that's like fair. to me, that's in my fair. opinion. Yep. Sometimes you may not hear about, and that's okay too. You know, it is what it is. But just if you're job searching, my suggestion is you just keep at it in a okay. positive mindset. So let's imagine that you are job searching. And, you know, we used to meet with people. We'd have coffees in, in a coffee shop, right? At Starbucks or Tim Hortons or whatever. We would go to networking events. We would go to conferences. There were all these in real life ways to meet people to expand our network because we all know that we're more likely to get jobs from a contact of a contact or a friend of a friend rather than directly. So what should a job searcher do? 
Well, the first thing I'm going to say is that 80% of people who get jobs, it's usually done through networking. Mm -hmm. In these COVID-19 times, the networking will be virtual, Zoom or video or Microsoft team calls. So the other thing I just did before this podcast is I just caught up with a gentleman. I said, let's talk and walk. So I had, we talked and walked and it is a beautiful day today. I encourage everyone to get out and get some sunshine. Mental health is really critical uh, during these COVID-19 times. If you're looking for a job too, it's even more important because you have to have a very positive mindset. I would share with you with the gentleman that I was talking with. I just said, you know, you're sounding a little bit off, like you're sounding a little bit down. And he says, you're right, Sharon. I said, have you done any walks outside and stuff? Mm. He goes, no, I'm really busy at work and stuff. And I said, I really need you to go out and just walk and talk. And people are really open to that. Like, especially if you know the person, maybe that first call, you may not want to do it that way. You want to do, you know, the Zoom. But if you've known someone for two or three times, and it's important not to just work, but also to reach out to friends or acquaintances or people that you haven't been able to connect with and say, hey, can we grab 30 minutes and walk and talk? Yep. And And if you're doing it in the warm sunshine and you're doing it in nature in a quiet spot, It is so good for the soul. And that positivity needs to come across when you're looking for a job. Ah, yes. It's for your whole outlook and and it affects everything, doesn't it? And it comes across like this gentleman was not looking for a job, but I even picked up from just a walk and talk. You know, you're sensing that I care about you and I'm sensing you're a little bit down. And he goes, I am. This goes back again to being that genuinely, right? But calling it out and being kind to others. I really feel it's important to be authentic and genuine and empathetic and, and share that if you see it. Yeah. Again, so have I, I have I have two really quick stories that I want to share. One is I, I interviewed a woman named Gretchen Barton, and she's a market researcher. She works for a professor of mine named Jerry Zaltman. And he asked in a Zoom meeting, how's everyone doing? And when it got to her, she was like, eh, you know, this yeah. is this is not great. Yeah. And she didn't really want to share, but he kind of forced her to. But then afterwards, she was like, it was amazing that somebody cared that much. And and honestly, her loyalty to him just grew exponentially in that moment. And all he said was, really, tell us about it. And she said, well, I didn't sleep well last night and this and this and this. And, And then afterwards, you know, that really resonated with her. Another friend of mine told me recently that someone, one of her senior vice presidents that works for her just resigned. And when they were doing the exit interview, they asked him, you know, what, you know, what's going on? Did you get another job? And he said, no, I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. The work was piling up and the Zoom calls. And she said, but we asked you like every week, how's everything going? And you always said, fine. Unfortunately, she didn't say, how are you really doing right he didn't feel comfortable to answer so and that might have been a better one-on-one conversation right like like i I mean people will share more if it's one-on-one and that again goes back to that premise of networking that we spoke about andrea where i said like if you're an introvert you actually would do quite well in this because you're a very good active listener and you will actually listen and we go back to the basic premise of what networking is it's not about you it's about the other person so when you actually look at that person and say, because people like to talk about themselves, right? And you say, how are you really doing given the COVID-19 and all the challenges the world's facing? And you look them in the eye and you're genuine. People will usually open up. 
So, so in creating this list, we have, of course, setting up the video conference meetings, as you said, and after maybe after a few of those, you could ask someone to go for a walk and talk, or as you said, if they're in your warm network, you could ask yes. them immediately to go uh, for yeah. a walk and talk. Or exactly, you can. Some of them could be live. Some of them could just be. You put on your headset. I'll put on mine. Let's walk and talk and catch up. Right? Absolutely. Don't just sit there and do Zoom call after Zoom call. Someday you and I are going to go for a hike, Sharon. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or we can even start with a walk. Yeah. Okay. Sounds so good. early on, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned warm networks, and then you said the people that you have let slide. Do you have a hierarchy of, yes. I guess, labels or segments that you call people in your network? Yes, absolutely. First of all, try to network with people that are like-minded. Like, you know, you, there might be a person in your network where you think, wow, they're really powerful to do whatever. But if you don't have that chemistry or you're not like-minded, don't do it. Like okay. that's just wasted energy. In other words, so I would first of all, look for like-minded people. And when I say like-minded, those are the people when you have a conversation with them, it's natural. It's easy. You feel like you can be yourself. And when you finish that conversation, you feel a new energy. They make you feel better about yourself or that they give you hope. That's what I mean about like-minded people. So Sharon, and for me, that, that would be you. Oh, okay. And, and for Andrea, that would also be you. Okay. I know after this call, I, it would be just like I just finished doing a great hike, you know, up the mountain yeah. and down sort of idea <laughs> on a sunshiny day. So let's turn this question around 180 degrees. So as an executive recruiter, you have great insight on this, but how have firms shifted their recruiting strategy now that everything's online? They can't be hosting live in real life right. events. Right. So what right. are they doing? Yeah. Well, that's a great question, Andrea. And I'm really glad you're asking it, especially for people who are job searching. And so I would tell you that, you know, I have seen a real pivot in the change in terms of recruiting. Like people are actually getting hired without being met. Like in other words, the Zoom or the Teams is sufficient enough. And these are some very senior executives too. So that has been surprising for me because I mean, these people can make or break the company, right? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is that from a recruiting side, a lot of the big firms, I came out of Corn Ferry, but a lot of the big firms have unfortunately done a number of layoffs because of all the overheads, the offices, you know, the marketing, et cetera. Now, firms like that are smaller, like myself, which are more boutique, where we have, you know, minimal overhead. It's really about your network and your connections and who you know. We've done well. So I've really been fortunate. I've been quite busy. I had one individual and one client right now in the industrial space where Sharon, you found us a superstar eight years ago. That person's going to retire. So it's a retirement. So we have to fill that void. I've had another search where it's a commodity trading type company. And in that situation, that incumbent left. So the role is vacant. So again, they have to find somebody. And then the third piece, which I've done a lot of work in, is in growth industries. So I've done a CEO and a CFO and some board searches for a company that is in the COVID-19 growth space and received a big government contract. And so therefore, there is a need. So there are jobs out there in terms of vacancies, retirement, right. and growth industries. There is no new norm, ladies and gentlemen. Don't sit there thinking when things get back to normal, it is a new normal. So the faster you can accept that, keep looking. Don't stop your search. You know, be patient. Leverage your online network. LinkedIn is a fabulous tool there to sort of go back and look at all your contacts and revisit them, you know, in terms of who can I reach out to. Be ready for video interviews because everything's done through video now, right? You know, update your skills, you know, and then follow up. 
but there are jobs out there. Amazing. Yeah. You're right. There, there are many silver linings. And gosh, there's so many things that you just went through. Another thing that you mentioned is taking online courses. And I know from someone who offers online courses that that side is exploding right it now, is. right? People are really investing in themselves because they have the time and they're on their computer. Do you have any, any comments about that? Yeah. Well, I was going to say there was one that I just signed up recently. And you'll laugh at this, Andrea, but it was through Yale and it's the number one, it's free. It's the number one course from Yale. Yeah, I just signed happiness. up. I, Did you? You, you sent it to me. So this is another yes. example of you networking. You sent that to me and I just yeah. registered. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, because I took that as an opportunity. Like, wow, Yale, number one course, happiness, and it's free. So why wouldn't I share that with my warm network? And so it's a matter of just taking that time and then reconnecting. You're thinking, oh, here comes something from Sharon. And it's a positive thing. So I like to send out positive stuff because then again, you're working on their online presence. You're working on your personal brand. And my personal brand that I want is that I want to share positive things that I think can make someone be better than where they're at or to make them feel feel happy mm -hmm. or to put a smile on their face. I'm thinking I'm thinking about whether you're looking for a new job or maybe you're happy in your job but you want to upskill. There are sort of categories yes. of online courses you could take, right? It could be yes. personal interest, so something that has absolutely nothing to do with your job. It could be you're upskilling within your job, you're trying to demonstrate on your resume to your current and potentially future employers. But then I love this third category that you have, which is a personal interest that's really not a hobby, but it's something that you can use as a catalyst or news, positive news to share with others. I Correct. love that. Yes, that's exactly it. And that's my intent when I send out the hallelujah or I sent out because it was positive news or the Yale course. Like, like, wow. Like, I mean, why wouldn't I want to share that? It's the, and it's the number one course at Yale, might yeah. I add. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's kind of newsworthy about it, right? Like, it's not just yes. a random course that Sharon took. This yes. is their number one in terms course. of enrollment. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to have to put a link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of links... I think we have to talk a little bit about LinkedIn. Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> How important is LinkedIn in terms of networking, really? In these times, extremely important. Okay. Because number one, if we're going to reach out to your network, one of the things you want to do is go into your contacts. All these people, like I have over 7,000 in mind, but that's unusual because of what I do. Yeah. Most people have maybe 500 to 1,000. And you'll be amazed when you go through who they are. Oh my gosh, I haven't spoken to them about. Oh my goodness, I loved it when I met them at this event. Or you, you'll be amazed when you go through that, you know, in terms of people that you had forgotten about, but you had very positive memories with, maybe from a networking, you want to start with that first. For my networking podcast, I always talked about how when you meet someone, first thing I do is I link in with them. I think you had a really fantastic speaker who spoke on LinkedIn, who I listened to on podcasts. Andrew Jenkins spoke about the LinkedIn profile. And I went and I listened to it and I really agree with what he said. But one of the key things could be a very media rich business card. I love and that I too. totally concur with that. And I love that. And so I absolutely, from a, from um, a networking perspective, so you go look at your contact, you'll figure out who you want to reconnect with, reach out to them, whether it be a job search, or maybe you want to do an information interview, or you just want to reconnect with them because they were just great individuals that you can deepen that relationship. Because remember what I said to you before, true networking, it's all about meeting people that are like-minded. 
Really, it's about how can I help you building that relationship and the benefits come later. So this is a wonderful time to be deepen those relationships right. because people have time. So LinkedIn is a wonderful way to get kickstarted. So, and as you were saying that, I was just imagining you said that most people probably have just upwards of 500 contacts yeah. somewhere in there. Yes. Even 500 is really overwhelming in terms of a list to go through, but LinkedIn, you can filter them, right? So you can, you can. filter by geography. If you want to yeah. go for a walk with someone, you could say, hey, do you want to, do you want yes. to meet and go for a walk? Yeah. But you could filter by discipline or by their Correct. industry or by their firm so yes excellent i totally agree with you andrea yeah. so that's where i would tell you the number one place to start would be with your linkedin contacts and looking at and then also when you reach out to them you may find there's other similar people that show up and you go oh i forgot about them and then that's another chance for you to just keep expanding it right yeah. because again the power of linkedin i think we talked about this last time in my networking podcast is that mutual connections is so critical when you're either going for a job so when you look at the mutual connections you're going in and you're saying okay i want to get a job at uh, lululemon because that's just, uh, i'm wearing lululemon pants right now but anyways, <laughs> but i do I do have pants on, so <laughs> but being able to say, I want to get a job there and then going into your contacts and finding the, oh my gosh, I have five people who are actually working at Lululemon saying, hey, can you put in a good word for me? That mutual connections is so critical. So, so that's a do is to leverage the mutual contacts, right? Correct. Yes. And to use the filter. Yes. And to, as you said, throughout to make sure that there is reciprocality and you're focusing on the relationship and giving and not just taking. Do you have any other do's and don'ts in terms of networking on LinkedIn? I would just say, I mean, you want to keep it current, right? Like, you know, you want that, you want a professional photo because it really is, you know, a uh, professional networking versus yeah. like a uh, Facebook. So I would say again, the professional photo and also trying to really build up what your brand is. Like Andrea, I went and looked at yours. Yours is excellent. Like it's very clear. It's a beautiful picture of you, but then your first three lines are very clear in terms of what you are, right? Communications, right? Coach, you know, like I really love the way you did that. Absolutely. So I can tell you personally from conversations that I've had with people, especially like friends of friends that are looking for jobs and who they'll say, well, my friend wants to get into marketing or they want to get into the communication industry and or podcasting, whatever it is, Andrea, maybe you can help them out. And then I'll look, find them on LinkedIn. And I'm actually shocked at the proportion of people who are really job searching, who don't pay attention. They, their LinkedIn profile is simply not updated. Right. And yeah, they have, yeah. they haven't even probably connected with their friends. It's crazy. So yes. in your experience, how rare is that? People that, yeah. you know, you connect with that are looking for a job and then you go to their LinkedIn and it's like, what is this? Yeah. Right? I would say that that's more common. Like you, I am totally shocked. Like I've had situations where you tell me you're a salesperson and then you, the word sales is not even in your resume. I would say that it is, it is more common, unfortunately. It's disappointing, actually. I think it's just because I think people are just lazy. I think people are just lazy and it really, the ones that are really good in terms of profiles are what I call true leaders. I, when I see that effort that they've done to really care and do their brand, mm -hmm. I have seen their career as a general comment advance quite quickly. I remember doing a networking event before at, at one of the tier one accounting firms and I had about 30 or 40 people and at the end of it, I just said, if you want to reach out, I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. I had maybe two or three people 
who actually did reach out. And I had one in particular who said, can I take you out for lunch uh -huh. and really pick your brains? And I thought, wow. And that individual, I mean, she's in her thirties and she was just announced as one of the top 40 under 40. Oh, I saw that. And that was just I announced, thought, yeah. yeah, that probably makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? When you think she was the only one that who saw it as an opportunity and thought, wow, yeah. I need to really learn what to do. You know, it was like, may I take you out for lunch? Just to further have a dialogue about this conversation I remember thinking she's gonna go far wow. and my gut was right yeah, and yeah. I mean top 40 under 40 yeah so there's a couple things there one is that she was giving not taking right yes but correct. the other thing that I'm the other things that I'm hearing are being proactive yes right so getting yes. putting yourself out there but then also yes. a conscientiousness right and, and I've heard that being conscientious is a huge contributor to success. So people yes. that dot their I's, cross their T's, take yeah. care of their LinkedIn profiles, right? <laughs> Andrea, that is so wonderful because you're such an excellent interviewer and stuff. And so when I always do these podcasts with you, I love it because it's they're so rich because you're obviously learning from every person that you're interviewing. And well, you have yes. this incredible ability to pull it all together, right? And, and, and make it even richer. You're absolutely right. That is what I call a true leader. So, you know, one theme, back to your point about me learning from the people that I'm interviewing and the research that I'm doing, something that more and more often is coming to my mind as a theme that links all of this together is just having a growth mindset, right? And if you think yes. about it, the person who wanted to connect with you and she stuck her neck out, she was proactive, she was giving, she was conscientious. She also had a growth mindset. She wanted to learn. And I, I feel like that's also for me a big difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogant that is totally true because you don't know it all. You do not know it all. You might, some, you know, it, you you hit it right on the nose. The growth mindset. Those are those are what I call the true leaders. And I've interviewed, I mean, thousands probably now of people. And I'm in the enviable position that you know companies pay me pay me a lot of money actually to figure out who's going to be the next CEO or the CFO. Like these are senior leadership roles, right? right? You know, that I I am the gatekeeper. It's not lost on me. And it's the soft skill sets that I look for. It's the cultural fits. It's the ability to communicate. It's the ability to be confident and not arrogant. That's what's critical in true leadership. Yeah. And the growth mindset overrides it all. Yeah. And I call and it being a lifetime learner, right? Exactly. Yeah. I love that term too. So clearly Sharon, we are like-minded. Yes, <laughs> we, we are. We that. are. We've established that, if nothing else. Yes, we have. We have. <laughs> I actually have yeah. one more question to ask you before we get to the five rapid-fire questions. Yeah. What do you think about a virtual coffee? I've had several of those invitations from people. What do you think about that? I think they're fantastic to do. I tend to do them more with people that I know that I want to either deepen the relationship or just catch up with them. I think people are more confident now with doing things virtually, like they're getting True. used to technology. I've had some very rich conversations just having, a, I don't drink, but either someone can have a glass of wine or have a cup of coffee just to catch up. Again, I prefer wherever possible to do them through walk and talks, but as the weather gets colder and the weather gets more miserable, I don't know about you, but the thought of a nice hot cup of hot chocolate or a warm beverage of some kind, maybe with a little bit of Kahlua in it or whatever, yeah. or, or scotch really yeah. are very appealing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With, I agree with all those points. I think yeah. I, I did have a few invitations from complete strangers yeah. to have a quote unquote virtual coffee date. And yeah. I, I was kind of off put by that, but you said if 
it's someone that you already know, you could say, listen, you know, normally you and I go out for coffee a couple times a year and we really enjoy reconnecting. We can't do that. So let's do a virtual coffee. And then it seems really natural. It it does. And I've really enjoyed those. That's why I said I wouldn't do it with the first time person I'm meeting. Like, I guess what would be the negatives? Let's reverse that question, Andrea. What would be the negatives? having a virtual coffee. Well, this woman was I connected with me on LinkedIn and then she was like, I know so-and-so and so-and-so that you know, and I really want to talk to you and we could do a virtual coffee or you can come to my backyard, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are you selling me? She, you didn't even know her. She was a total random stranger. She was that, a total random stranger. That. And she named two people that I know that are painters. And I was like, you're either creepy or you're trying to sell me something. So yeah, that's the yeah. negative. So that that's a great example of it's all about them and yeah. not about you. Yeah. And that's also jumping to being familiar way too quickly. You make it sound so easy, but I think that's actually maybe one of the best pieces of advice is to just be empathetic. Be empathetic, be genuine, and really, how can I help you? Yeah. Those would be the three biggest things that I would mm-hmm. say right there. Brilliant. Okay, are you ready to move on to the five rapid fire questions? I am. Okay, so we're going to do this a little bit differently. I'm going to remind you what you said last time and see if you have any anything to add, okay? Oh, okay. 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 So the first question is, what are your pet peeves? And last time you said, people who are not lifelong learners. Do you have anything right. new to add to that? Yeah, well, I still agree with that. That certainly hasn't changed. <laughs> but I'm going to add, especially given our conversation today, People who don't make it easy to help them. I can hear the passion in your voice. And I would say, I I bet another pet peeve is not keeping your LinkedIn profile updated. That is absolutely true. And then the other thing that I'm going to say is thank you notes. It's so easy to send a two sentence email with a gracious thank you, right? There's no excuse. Yeah. Do you find that, Andrea, in terms yeah. of what you do? Are oh, you yeah. finding that too? Oh, I, I mean, personally and professionally, that's also, I would say, one of my pet peeves. Like, just, it, so you're it finding takes it too. no, thank yous, it takes zero effort. Zero. Yeah, I know. It doesn't have to be really fancy yeah. or anything yeah. like that. At the, And I've even had executives sometimes where they'll go, well, I want to send a thank you note, like, you know, like, is it proper during the process? So I appreciate that they're wanting to check in in terms of the process. And I always look at them going, well, I, I appreciate you. You're asking me because you want to make sure you're not doing anything inappropriate in terms of the search process. But as far as I know, I don't think thank you notes have ever, ever been a no-no or being ever like outdated. Yeah. So that said, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you this quick story. I was helping a friend's niece in her job search, and I was basically counseling her, and she showed me a thank you note that she had handwritten to someone after she had done an interview, yeah. and I said, just so you know. They usually have the meeting to decide who's going to get the job within 24 hours of the last interviewee. So that is not going to be a thank you note that they're going to receive in time. They're going to get that thank you note after they've made the decision. You need to go home and send an email like right now. (laughs) And she said, oh my gosh, I thought they would appreciate this. I'm said, I'm sure they will, but it's too late. Andrea, that was excellent advice. And I would tell them the same thing. The handwritten notes are lovely to you. And the other thing about thank you notes that you should also be aware of for job searchers is when I I do a debrief, they go, oh, Sharon, I, I didn't get this point across quite clearly, or I wish I said this and I said not a problem 
And they go, what do you mean? I said, that's what thank you notes are for. Right. It's your second shot. Yep. So when you do your thank you note and you're thanking them for whatever, you can also say, just further, I just want to clarify that whatever, or, you know, I dawned on, you know, I realized afterwards that perhaps I didn't share this point, which I think might be important for you to know. That is your second shot. So that's the other reason why you should do. There you go. I'm so glad I told you that story because I think yes. that's, a, that's a great point. Okay. Yes. These rapid fire questions are not very rapid, but they're great for getting information. So <laughs> the second question is, what type of learner are you? And the first time you said, definitely visual. Yes. And that definitely is still the same. And even more so now with uh, 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 videos, like everything's done through videos. Yeah, so it's true. very visual. It's, it's, yes. it's bizarre to be looking at ourselves and, uh, and others when we're on video conferences. Okay. Yeah. I think question number three hasn't changed. Introvert yeah. or extrovert? Uh, definitely an extrovert. How about we just put big capitals on it? So yeah. you made a comment though about perhaps COVID is a little bit easier for introverts. Yes, I do yeah. believe that it's more introvert. Yeah. I, like I can tell you that um, my one nephew who's an introvert has said, oh, Auntie Sharon, I'm just loving it. He said, he said, because I just, you know, online doing my courses and stuff. But he actually said to me, he said that he actually is meeting more people because yeah. everything is being done online oh the poor extroverts okay yes. next question number four the communication or media preference for personal conversations and last time you said definitely face to face if it's a serious conversation you can't do that anymore yeah you can't although i would say to you with the technology we've done it all through video but we're okay because I, I have had a number of hires with them just doing the zoom or the teams etc yeah all virtual yeah okay last question is there a podcast a blog or an email newsletter that you find yourself recommending the most lately and i just want to say last time you jokingly said talk about talk and since then that episode where we talked about networking that episode has become the number one of the well over 60 episodes in terms of downloads i'm thrilled to tell you and grateful are there any other podcasts or blogs or email newsletters that you find yourself recommending well first of all thank you for letting me know that andrea <laughs> uh, i really think what you're doing is fantastic you're still right up there in my books right but i want to change the question around a little bit and so i'm going to talk instead about three documentaries oh. that i would really recommend okay on netflix okay and and these are documentaries so real life stories number one my octopus teacher okay okay and it sounds like a weird thing but it's about a guy who really had a breakdown and falls in love with an octopus but the photography and the shooting is absolutely amazing i heard about that on when i was listening to npr it sounds fascinating yeah okay i highly recommend it my okay. octopus teacher you may not want to eat octopus ever again if you like seafood but Aww. anyways number one number two a life on our planet by david Al altenborough he's okay. 93 years old he's at the david suzuki it's about climate change but it's just so well done and narrated by himself and he's 93 years old but wow. he gives you a solution so that's what i love okay and then the third one which i just watched the other day which i love is the biggest little farm 
Oh, haven't heard of that. Yes, it's really about, about being able to farm the land and how every ecosystem supports each other. And so I would like to recommend on Netflix documentary, My Octopus Teacher, A Life on Our Planet by David Altenborough and The Biggest Little Farm. Amazing. Okay, I'm going to put links to those in the show notes. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add, Sharon, about networking online? Just be positive, be genuine, and be patient. Thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing your time and your expertise. We all really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, whether you're job searching or not, I'm guessing you found that interview helpful and inspiring. Thanks again to Sharon for sharing her expertise with us. Now, I'm going to briefly summarize a few of the learnings. We went through a lot in this conversation, so I am not going to repeat everything. I'm just going to pull out a few of the major points. I categorized the learnings into three categories. First, general online networking advice. Second, how to approach people when you're networking online. And third, how to follow up with people when you're networking online. So first, general advice on networking. Sharon highlights there are lots of reasons to be optimistic. She started by saying, just continue and push on. Don't hesitate just because we're all working from home. We actually have more time now. This is a wonderful opportunity to reach out to people. She also highlighted there are jobs out there. There's vacancies from retirements and people moving on. And there are even some industries that are growing. Think, for example, of technology or the medical industry. Sharon also talked about the fact that people are now being hired without being met in real life. In other words, the Zoom or the team meeting for the interview is sometimes sufficient enough, so don't worry about that either. In terms of personality, Sharon and I agree that the physical isolation associated with COVID might be easier for introverts. All hail the introverts. This is great news for you. If you're an introvert, you're probably a great listener. And listening is a key skill for successful networking, online and offline. Regardless of your personality, the whole COVID situation is almost like a catalyst or an excuse for reaching out and for getting a little more personal with people in your network. So there's lots of reasons to be optimistic. Okay, moving on. The second piece of general advice for networking online, Sharon recommends networking with people who are like-minded people with whom the conversations are natural and easy and who leave you feeling energized and better about yourself. So look for like-minded people. The third and last piece of general advice, it's not about you. Here's the reminder, networking is always about giving and not about receiving. If you haven't listened to Talk About Talk podcast episode number 45 on networking, Sharon is very explicit about all this in that episode. Networking is about giving and reciprocality. So you definitely don't start with an ask. You start with an offer. You provide something, especially in the beginning. It's really about building relationships with like-minded people. She suggests that you don't even do an ask until at least a year. As Sharon says, it's really about how can I help you? So what do you give? You could offer insight, a video, a course, advice, support, a connection with someone else. There's so many things that you can give. As Sharon says, quote, with true networking, it's really not about you. It's really about building relationships with like-minded people, and the benefits will come later. Now, 
Three pointers on approaching people when you're networking online. First, kickstart your networking with LinkedIn. Keeping your LinkedIn profile updated and looking professional is not as common as it should be, as both Sharon and I have noticed. So being diligent, that is, professional and current with your LinkedIn profile, might end up being a competitive advantage for you. We also talked about filtering. So if you want to go for a walk and talk, filter your connections by geography. You could also filter by discipline or by firm. Okay, got it? Kickstart your networking with LinkedIn. The second pointer on approaching people when you're networking online is to think about the catalyst for your connection. So you're probably connecting via email or LinkedIn. But why are you connecting? Sharon suggests using something positive as a catalyst, like the Matt and Savannah Hallelujah video that Sharon sent to her network, or the Yale course on happiness. By the way, I put links to both of those in the show notes if you're curious. Share things that reflect your personal brand. An article, a video, a course, even a meme. As long as it's two things. First, it's newsworthy to the other person. And second, it's relevant and consistent with your personal brand, with what you want to say about yourself. Another thought about the catalyst for your connection with a person? Use COVID as the catalyst. You could say something like, Hey, we used to do coffee every few months, and I really got a lot out of that. I really miss you. Do you want to meet for 15 minutes and get caught up? Voila! People are becoming more comfortable with virtual coffees. And the watch out? Don't be creepy. It's probably not cool to invite a stranger to come into your private backyard for a coffee date. Remember, it's all about establishing a relationship. It's about giving for at least a year before you have an ask. All right, the last pointer on approaching people when you're networking online is the greeting. We used to say, how are you? And the answer, fine. But these days, it just feels a little different, right? So in today's world, people are losing their job, they're stressed out. It's more about reaching out and saying, how are you? How are you doing? So make sure when you greet the person, you check in and show that you really care. All right, here's the last category of insights from my interview with Sharon. Three pointers on following up when you're networking online. The first thing in terms of following up is to be more patient. You never know what's going on. They might be looking after kids at home. They might be dealing with a lot. So be patient. The second pointer on following up when you're networking online, go with a maximum of three follow-up requests. Sharon offered this, I think, really helpful prescriptive advice. If you do have an ask with someone in your network, follow up with one email and then another email. And if you don't get a response, the third follow-up should be a telephone call just to make sure your email went through and let them know you're just looking for a response. Okay, the third pointer on following up, thank you notes. Thank you emails are easy and very much appreciated. Thank you notes are not just for a job interview, but even just thanking someone for their time or their advice or their support. And it's a great opportunity for you to emphasize something with the recipient. Maybe the one key takeaway that you want to reinforce, or maybe it's something you forgot to say. As Sharon says, thank you notes are your second shot. All right, there you go. Some general advice about networking online, a few pointers on approaching people, and a few pointers on following up when you're networking online. Thank you again to Sharon Majin for sharing her awesome advice and her positive energy with us. You can find her contact information in the show notes if you want to connect with her. May I suggest via LinkedIn. 
One last thing before you start with your online networking. If you're not signed up for the Talk About Talk Communication Skills newsletter, please do so. This is your chance to get free communication skills coaching from me every week in a simple to digest email. I promise, no spam and no more than once per week. Just go to the talkabouttalk.com website to sign up or email me directly and I'll add you to the list. You can email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. Thanks for listening and talk soon.